Welcome back this afternoon, or rather this morning, uh, to another beautiful live session of our, our training. All right, we've been dealing with some beautiful spiritual concepts and value standards that will allow us to have a well-robust, well-refined and defined spiritual structure in entering and functioning in what is called amen, the prophetic ministry. And we've been dealing with what is known as understanding, amen, the spiritual, the prophetic spiritual nature, or the prophetic spiritual culture of every believer, all right? This is important for us to be able to function in what is called, amen, prophetic leadership spirit, all right? We have chosen to, to look at, you know, one of the things the Spirit of God is sharing with us from a more robust uh, concept of understanding spiritual nature and that is dealing with what is termed as you know spirit you know understanding spiritual understanding the nature amen of our spirituality right i think we're just having a problem with the network here i need to quickly change the network excuse me all right thank you father all right Okay, I think that should be fine. Okay, so we are dealing with, you know, a, a very important uh, concept here. And I'm going to continue this morning, okay, in this uh, um, lecture. This morning, we were able to look into some very important concepts. And one of the things that we did was to define what the prophetic spirit is. And I'm just quickly going to do that from my uh, note again. We said... Uh, um, the, the primary definition of the prophetic spirit can be defined as the ongoing process of, an awake, of, a, of the awakening of the spiritual faculty of the redeemed man, okay, which then introduces him to the core footing and framework of divine interaction with the life and the things of the kingdom in a manner that makes, that makes him, all right, or that makes him, there's just a confusion there, in the manner that, that makes for his representation of heaven's intention more effectively. Let me take that again. The primary definition of the prophetic spirit can be defined as the ongoing process of awakening the spiritual faculty. Another word for awakening is maybe to bring alive or at the spiritual faculties of the redeemed man, which introduces him to the core footing and framework of divine interaction. With the life, with the life and the things of the kingdom, in a manner that allows him to represent the intentions of God in a more effective and productive way. Now, that is very important in in laying that spiritual, you know, uh, foundation, which of course we have done. All right. Now, we want to go into what we define as the two theology or the two theology of prophetic perspective. Now, why are we looking at this? Excuse me. Why are we looking at this is for the for the single fact that there are different ways or aspects to which people view or connect to the things of the spirit. And like we have said before, how we how we contact or connect to the things of the spirit in, 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 in influences, of course, but also defines how how we define all right what the spiritual reality all right that we tend to see or represent is thank you so much Statina, for connecting all right this is very important this aspect that I, we are looking into is very very important all right so all i'm doing right now my labor basically right now 
is to be able to correct whatever wrong notion in terms of foundation that has been built into our life or that we will be building, all right? Because at, at, at this point in time, we cannot afford to make mistake. We cannot afford to build on a wrong foundation. We cannot afford to build on a presumptive foundation. We cannot afford, amen, to, to build with the wrong material, all right? No matter how powerful or how, you know, wonderful they may look or seem, all right? We want to be sure that we are getting the right, amen, material, that we are using the right material that we are operating through the right you know spiritual lens view we want to be able to to be you know to be sure that our prophetic sight amen is not one that sees men walking like trees we want to be certain that the foundation that we're building on amen is christ the solid rock and not some sinking sand okay we want to be we want to be sure amen that the the the, the stones to which we are building this house amen are stones that are that are that you know that are you know found amen from the streams of life and not just from the quarry right yes in 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 the, in early 90s where the the move of god began in terms of the reformation there was a lot of revelation about you know gathering stones from the quarry which was good we we love that and that that's still relevant to a certain degree but you see the things of god amen are, are growing from revelation to revelation amen the bible talk about from glory to glory so there was a day where the revelation that we had regarding amen the building concept of god in terms of what we, we look at as the prophetic apostolic amen where stones all right, they were they were they were caught at the quarry. The Bible says that you know the the, the the temple that Moses, excuse me, that Solomon built, amen, were stones cut from the quarry. So when they brought them, amen, to the site, what we then uh, uh, have, amen, is stone fitting into each other. Yes, while we're fitting into each other, because those stones, amen, have not really gone through a process, amen, of, of divine refinement. They were caught at the quarry, but they were not refined in such a way, amen, that they were able to fit properly into each other. So we're not just looking at fitting into each other, we're looking at, amen, what happens when we fit into each other. And to me, this is something personally that God opened my eyes to see because I'm asking, you know, I have to ask the Lord after, you know, gone through the reformation and, you know, the apostolic move and all of that. And, you know, being part of all that in the 90s, you know, and stepping into, of course, 2000 and, and beyond. And then we began to see, you know, how so-called revelation and truth that we have has brought so much, you know, uh, 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 you know, pain and so much, you know, struggle and so much, you know, uh, 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 cutting, if you will. Because those stones were not really, amen, refined. And that's why you will notice that the next time, you know, the Lord will speak to David, amen, to, you know, to, to kill a Goliath, amen. He told him to go gather stones, amen, from the stream. These are stones that have been buried. So in our understanding and in the revelation, in the progressive spiritual development, amen, of, of how we how we engage the things of God. We have to understand what is called, amen, the principle of a, 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 a more excellent way. In other words, God can speak to us from a level Amen. And what God said to us from that level is good and is, is, is excellent. But as we grow further, as we move further, as we advance further in the things of the Spirit, we're going to discover that, amen, that same things that God spoke to us, amen, have shifted to another level of an, another layer of spiritual maturity or advancement such that if we, if we apply what God is saying to us now, amen, 
you will discover that there will be a more advanced spiritual you know impact in the things of the spirit and that's the that's that's a principle that you know that i'm establishing particularly in this school okay so while we're dealing with basic foundational things we also want to understand how we can move from those you know basic foundational things to a more mature concept of life so that we can have a one you know holistic well perfected ecclesia in the earth all right until we come to that place called the unity of the faith when we come to the place called the unity of the faith there will not be chasm there will not be division amen there will not be quarrel there will not be you know you know uh, uh, all this issue of quarrel and fighting and 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 you know segregations and division and you know uh, and you know all of these problems that we have in, in the church all of those things will be dealt with so we have to be building towards oneness and to build to, towards oneness there has to be a clarity of intention there has to be a clarity of revelation there has to be a clarity amen in the principle of spiritual growth and an advancement particularly in what we call amen the instrument of wisdom wisdom is building this house and therefore i, I i'm hoping and i'm praying that we will i will, we will, will be able to see amen that which the spirit of god is highlighting and emphasizing to us so that we don't we don't repeat the past all right yes there was a time you know that we 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 we, we were limited in our understanding because if somebody amen, in the in the 90s all right was so sighted enough to say yes god asks us uh, to, to 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 get stones at the quarry but guess what? Those stones from the quarry, listen to, to listen to what to, the Lord told me. Yes, but if if what does if we if we got stone from the quarry, all right, we want to use these stones to build. Imagine we take those sto those stones that have been cut at the quarry and we go dump them in a place called the stream. What happened? And we allow those stones, amen, to you know to, to take their time. Amen. We allow the seasons, we, we allow the time of God, amen, to walk through those stones. What what happens? Those rough edges, those sharp edges of our life, amen, yes, that continually to, that continually brought division and quarrel and all of these issues, all right, are dealt with. Now, all of that happens under the, under the water. Nobody sees it. You're buried in the reality, amen, of, of, the, of, the, of the word of God. Because, of course, the word of, the, you know, the, the, the stream, which is the water, amen, is the word of God. So you can use the word of God in so many ways. You can use the word of God, amen, to tear down. But you can also use the word of God to build. You can use the word of God to castigate, to destroy. You can use the word of God to heal, to restore. It all depends on our sight, our perspective, our understanding. All right, And this is a powerful revelation that we have to put within our spirit. That in this last day, as, as the spirit of God continues to speak to us, you know, to come together, our gathering and, and the effect of that gathering must not be self-centered must not be you center must not be me centered like we were sharing this morning all right you know we read the scripture that says you know we, we know in part and therefore we prophesy in part then paul went further to say when i was a child i spoke amen as a child you understand i i, I thought as a child i reasoned as a child and we try as much as possible to understand what was the nature of a child the nature of a child amen by default is selfish and self-centered The nature of a child, amen, is, have you noticed that when you give a child something, the child holds on to that thing, amen, you that give the child the thing, you, you stretch your hand and say, give it, the child says, no, I'm not giving it to you. Because the child assumes that everything that he or she has, or what he or she has been given belongs to him, it belongs to him. 
That's the attitude that many of us, amen, still have in the church. And that's why they cannot commit, you know, heavenly things, the divine things into our hand. Because by nature, we are still self-centered, we're still selfish, amen. Even the things of God that we claim we have, amen, we build a wall of self around it. It cannot benefit other people. And even if it's benefiting people, we put a price tag on it. We just must benefit something from it. If we find it difficult to, to, give, to give things free and give the best in terms of quality, it's difficult because the ideology that we have, that, has, that, that we have grown with, or right, that we, we met in the church, is one that is selfish. And we say that is selfish. That is self-centered. So, talking about the prophetic, all right, is moving towards a matured life. Talking about the spirit of the prophetic is, is moving towards a matured life. <clears throat> is moving towards amen, a matured life. A matured life will automatically bring you into an advanced reality amen, of functionality. Listen to what I've just said. If we, if we if our desire is to grow in God is to grow in the spirit if our desire not what I'm saying please don't 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 as what I'm saying don't 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 presume what I'm saying if we are if we if our desire amen is to grow thereby to mature in the things of God guess what we will also grow amen we will also grow in our in our ability to function function functioning and maturing are two different things but they but they grow amen concurrently to function amen and to grow you can you can develop you can be developing amen the things of god and not necessarily be focusing on you know just to do something and i think that's a big problem that we have in the church we we we, we find it we find it difficult to talk about growing and not functioning because we, 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 are, we are insecure. <laughs> you see, we, 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 in most cases, we derive security from doing something. We believe that when we are doing something, then we are important. Then somebody will respect us. All right? Somebody introduce them. Have you noticed the way we introduce ourselves? We introduce ourselves based on what we have done, based on our achievements. Even in church, when the guest minister comes to preach, all right? What makes people honor and respect the man all right, that they are introducing is the first thing you hear is an international preacher. He's been to America. All right? he, he just flew down from Australia. And when, in fact, when he's done with this training, when he's done with this teaching, he will be going to Egypt. From Egypt, he will be going to you know, a, a Somalia somewhere. Wow. He, then you hear people say, wow. <laughs> wow. What a... Uh, mm -hmm. And of course, you're thinking of flying here. And fl that's, that costs money. So your, your mind is already calculating and you know, thinking. If this man can fly from here, fly from there, he's flying from here, and then he's flying to Japan. And from Japan, he'll be going. There's a meeting that will be waiting for him in America. And then we, we you see, we do that. that. That is an ungodly thing that we do. And I'm not saying we should not, you know, honor people and not talk about, you know, what people have achieved. That's not what I'm, But I'm saying the motive behind it. 
gives people a wrong focus of what spiritual development means. So somebody who is going to ministry is thinking, mm, I'm going to start looking for money. Of how I'm going. In fact, here in South Africa, the, the in thing right now for many men of God in South Africa that I've seen is if they have not traveled to an America, if they have not traveled to God knows where, if they have not traveled to UK, if they've not gone to Australia, if they've not gone to God knows where, they think that they do not have a platform to minister. It's fig leaf. It's a fig leaf ministry. Because what you are able to do or what people are able to see in terms of defining and approving or qualifying you amen, as, as a vessel of God in terms of you know, spiritual you know, uh, um, reputation, heaven may not approve that. Heaven, in fact, heaven may be angry with you that you're flying to a place that you were never you know, you know, uh, 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 sanctioned to fly to. But you needed to fly, all right, to basically to, to, to prep up, amen, to add to your resume, all right, to add to your profile, amen, to add to your, you know, uh, 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 you, you know, whatever you, we, we call it, all right, for, for acceptance, all right, you know, people go to, you know, people, when people go to a certain place, all right, they give all the list of what they have done, what they've that really doesn't count to God. What counts to God is, are you living in divine obedience? Are you walking amen, in the path? Are you surrendering? Are you submitting? Listen to this. God wants us to travel all over the world. After all, he's the one that said, amen, this gospel of the kingdom amen, shall be preached to the ends of the earth. Then the end shall come. All right. So that is very clear. Somebody will have to go amen, to preach the gospel. But we're saying, Going to preach somewhere does not validate our approval before the Lord, amen, as one that is bona fide to, to represent the things of God. All right, after all, we have somebody like, you know, uh, uh, Kenneth Hagin. In his day, Kenneth Hagin never traveled outside Tulsa, Oklahoma, but his material imparted and influenced the entire world. And that itself might just be, might just be wrong. God might want him to go somewhere, but he might just decide, no, I'm not going. You understand? So we've got to also balance what, what, what we're talking about, all right? Extremes, extremes are not where we want to dwell in the things of God. We don't want to dwell in extreme. We want to dwell in the balance, all right? We want to dwell in the balance, and to dwell in the balance means that we are, we are tracking, we are walking by the Spirit. We are listening to what God is saying. We're not using, amen, the, the, the marketing strategies of the world. We're not using the branding system of the world, amen, to create a cheap platform for ourselves in the name of the things of God, in the name of representation, all right? Like I said some time ago, some people... Will you know? Will 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 approve your life based on who you know, who you connect to, what network do you belong to? I mean, I've been to all kinds of network, but today I don't belong to no network. I belong to God's network. <laughs> all right, you, you understand? Because people want to like, okay, yeah, yeah. Who do you know? Before they before they even listen to you. Who are you? Who are you? You know who who are in your circle? Who are you? You know who who are who, who are the people? Come on. All of those things are things that are totally alien to biblical, you know, standard in terms of divine representation. God is the one that connects and and, and knits the heart of men. We can we can try as much as possible to knit ourselves together. Listen to this: in the day where we're supposed to be catching fish with that net, you're going to be seeing how weak our net is and how that net starts tearing. Because somebody's flesh and attitude and pride, amen, wants to steal the show. <laughs> and that's the reason why those networks don't work. 
The Bible says, amen, the night that Peter, amen, true, he called his friends, his brothers, come, come. Guys, when God gave him that breakthrough, as they threw the net, the Bible says, the fish they caught began to tear the nets. Listen to this. When we don't walk with the right quality and the right caliber of people in the name of a network when the breakthrough comes what's going to happen is that those nets will start tearing they will start breaking you're going to see the real the real value the real you know agenda of people yes in the day of that spiritual breakthrough somebody says so who's going to be the head who's going to lead now everything you see that's why we have to embrace this principles that we are talking about certain things amen in, in the in the in the in the heart of god will not be given to us because we are still children we are still babies all right we may speak in tongues we may have a revelation we may even be able to build big things but when it comes to coming together and flowing and 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 and, and building together i tell you agendas will, co will come up it starts seeing that's why churches break away yes that's why things happen and we wonder but when i thought we are all spiritual no because our spirituality has not dealt with the areas that are the real things that we need to deal with we've got to we've got to deal with these things because the day god start bringing things things that imagine you start fellowship somewhere the church start growing the fellowship start growing you know that's the, that's when you're going to begin to see people start saying so so who's going to be the leader even if the lord says this is the person i want to lead <laughs> listen to these friends okay maybe this is not the right uh, platform but it's a, it is the right platform because I, I believe that all of the things that the lord is saying to us are things we need to know we need to understand god will continue to to proke to proke and to test our agenda until all of the beast on the inside is unveiled yes and that will happen when the fire of god amen start penetrating our hearts just like that concept amen of of you know of you know brother paul amen you know carrying wood with a serpent sometimes we carry wood all right with serpent not knowing sometimes we join force amen with people that that, are, that their heart amen have got a different agenda and you never really get to know who people are until the heat shows up until the heat hallelujah reveals their true nature until amen the heat of god the heat of the spirit until the fire of god then you see the serpent and i've seen i've seen a lot of that in ministry i've seen people literally try to pull me down pull pull me down you know use all kinds of gimmicks in the name of them wanting to project their own agenda so we have to look at all this thing. Heaven will continue to walk in our heart. Walk, amen, in, in all those areas that we don't even want to talk about. He said, behold, we stand, amen, at the door and we're knocking. We want to come in. When they come in, they come with their touch light. They, when they come in, they come, amen, with their beaming light. They expose the, everything in our heart. Because listen, the prophetic must sit, amen, upon a system, upon a heart that has no agenda. You have no agenda. And this is why I'm saying, all right, that the issue of maturing and the issue of functioning are two different things. A lot of people today are novice in the things of God. Paul said to Timothy, do not commit, amen, spiritual things to people that are novice. There's nothing wrong in having novice in church as long as you don't commit spiritual things into their hand. Let them grow. You see people, you see a lot of churches, all right, just because the guy is a manager, amen, in the bank, 
The guy has some big business, all right? Money is flowing in here and there, all right? You, so you then give that person a portfolio. You, you make that person, you know, an associate minister. You give that person a post in the church. The things of God, amen, are not for people who just have, you know, a, a, you know qualification in, in the marketplace. No, if you have qualification in the marketplace, you must still grow. You must develop so that, amen, that qualification can align with your spiritual qualification or else when you come to the house, of God, you must sit. Even if you're the, even if you're the chairman of the bank, even if you are in some God knows what in the, in the government, when you come to the house of God, it has a different culture. We've built a friendly user church, and that's why today, you know, we have we have become very irrelevant. We are not functioning, you know, because somebody comes to a church, is attending the church, and the person is giving ten thousand rand every every month, or you know, or you know, fifteen thousand rand every month in the church, and you look at the quality and the quantity of the money, you say, "Wow, we've got to give this person some, you know, some portfolio. This kind of money must not leave the church. That is that is an ungodly agenda. If God placed that person there, all right, in that that church that person will give that 20,000 and the person will still clean the toilets i once heard of the testimony of uh, uh, um justice mcquain mcquain apparently is attending one of these big 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 churches justice mcquain mcquain you can go search it out on 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 google on youtube i was told that in his church all right he works as a janitor he loves to clean. He loves to clean the toilet. I mean, that is the chief justice of a nation. Because that's how the things of God works. But have you listened to that man talk? That man is sound up there. He's sound. You can see he's a man of the spirit. Because whoever, who, whatever ministry is submitting to, I mean, he, maybe I'm sure they must have told him, um, minister, we cannot allow you. They might say, please, I'm a minister to the nation, but not to the church. In the church, I'm a servant. That's how the things of God works. I know churches. I know churches back in back when I was in Nigeria back in those days. Some of these big churches, big massive churches, many of their pastors, you know, are, you know, are, are into the marketplace ministry. So the churches are I feel with marketplace people. So the concept of really building and empowering people to be spiritually firm is not there. So they are running the church, amen, as a business. And guess what? Many people till today are still running the church as a business. Because indeed, you can use a managerial you know, principle. I mean, you can ask Pepsi and Coca-Cola. You can ask BMW to run the church and they will run it effectively. But all your, what, you, what you're not going to find is the power and the life of God in it. But guess what? We need the managerial aspect. After all, one of the grace, one of the giftings, amen, of, you know, of, 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 of the things of the spirit is the spirit of administration. But how we administer the things of God, amen, is completely different. How we administer the things of God is completely different. You say admini administering the things of God requires that you understand the dispensations of the spirit. And dispensation doesn't mean just time zone. Dispensation means how to dispense, how to give, how to serve. That's what dispensing means, all right? When, when you're dispensing, you know, a toothpaste, you know, upon your brush, you have to press it. That 
how to press it in such a way, all right, that the, the, the you know the toothpaste doesn't fall. You don't waste it. Amen. It, 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 that's the idea that we're talking about. You've got to understand the dispensing of the things. How do you serve? How do you dispense the anointing? How do you dispense the grace of God? How do you function, amen, as a deacon in the church? How do you function? You understand? As as a, you know, as a, as a lead singer, as a psalmist, all right, and not just functioning as if you're in the clubhouse. <laughs> You see, you can bring the idea of the clubhouse into the church and everybody will like it. In fact, that's what we have done. And that's why we have a lot of worship. Excuse me, we have a lot of music, but less worship. The things that we, we call worship, indeed, is not worship. <laughs> because our heart, amen, is completely far off the things of God. You cannot have worship and not have holiness. Excuse me, you cannot talk worship and you're wearing micro mini before God because all of that is part of worship you cannot say you are worshiping God all right? and all you're wearing amen is showing half of, half of your breast to the world excuse me you're distracting the people you understand you cannot say you're worshiping God and you you know the the so-called pastor's wife amen your dressing amen is is is, at, is is causing a lot of people in the church to be distracted come on you have to understand no, no, listen to this I'm not saying you should look so haggard and look so like you know you you're coming from God knows where that's not what I'm talking about I'm saying when we are addressing the things of God, there is a sacredness, there is a sense of righteousness, there is a sense of you constrained, constrained, considering other people that is not just about you. You may feel like wearing the micro mini, you can wear that in your house, but not in the house of God, because in the house of God, you have all kinds of people. There are people coming there for the first time. There are people who are struggling with lust. There are people who are struggling with all kinds of things. There are people struggling with all kinds of issues. They are coming. Every, the, the church is like a marketplace all right but a marketplace that has a strong governmental amen, apostolic leadership so that when people come amen they, they say i'm sorry but this week we will not allow that here you know for what reason after all after all you know I, it's my free will i can do whatever i want to do yes you can do whatever you want to do but not when you step into when not when you step at the door doorpost of the house of god when you the moment you say you're coming to the house of god the standard changes that place is not democratic. We don't practice democracy in the church. Amen. We, we practice theocracy. Amen. We listen to the voice of God. We follow the directions of God. So how you live there, amen, must edify somebody else, amen, must, must show somebody else, amen, how to live life. It's not just how to worship God. No, it's a culture. It is a culture. Everything we do within the structure of the house of God is the message. It's not just what the man of God preaches. I said everything that we do, amen, is a message. The life we, we should be living as Christians ought to be a message. That's what the Bible says. Our life should be a mirror. We should be a testament. You must ask yourself, when you dress, is your life a testament? When you speak, amen, is that word a testament? Amen. Yes. The things you do must be a testimony. The Bible says, amen, the spirit of Jesus is, amen, the testimony of Jesus is the, is the spirit of, you know, the prophet. That's where we draw our, our training from, amen. So, so a, a test, a, a testimony, amen, is, is what you see. It's, 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 it's something that you can, is visible. Your life must be a testimony to people. The testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ is a spirit, amen. Of the prophet so you have to consider all of that now uh, yes i've deviated to but all of these things are relevant to what we're talking about 
because like i said the prophetic is not just about uh, the, the ability to you know to 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 to, to you know to to give an accurate word thank god for the accuracy of the word but beyond the accuracy of the word is your life reflecting the accuracy amen is your life amen aligning with the divine order with the divine standard i hope you understand that the church the ecclesia amen is a standard is a system of god in the earth and that system is not limited to a place that we go it's, it's, it's a dimension of how we live our life. So that when we come together, amen, people can, people can see. So that people will come for the first time. Imagine somebody coming to church for the first time and see somebody leading worship. And the person cannot bend down. Because if the person bends down, the, the, the whole issue will be revealed. So, so, and the person is able to sit and say, but is this what church is all about? Okay, I, I like this kind of a church. I, I, I think I'm going to be frequent. So the person's life, amen, from wherever it's coming from, is like, you know, from a nightclub, you come to the church, you just continue. The flow continues. The flow continues because there's no difference. You say, oh, no, no, we don't want to drive the people around. We, we, excuse me, we don't want to drive the people away. We want to do everything to attract the people. That doesn't mean we should compromise the standard and the values of God. Listen to this. What attracts people to God, amen, it's not just the miracle. It's the values. It's the standard. And when we throw away the values and the standard, which of course we have thrown away, you understand, and we're seeking for some power, we're not going to get the power of God. And this is the reason why men are running to, the, you know, to, to, you know, to the paths of darkness. That's why leaders are running to, and they will do all kinds of compromising things, okay, just to get people. Half of the people that come to the so-called churches don't know the word of God. In fact, some people go to church, they, they don't open their Bible. <laughs> they don't know because everything is projected. The man of God just prayed from a project, you know, from, from, a, from the projector. Everything is, is so nice. And, and listen to me, I'm not saying we shouldn't use projector. I've never said that. But I'm saying when you make the things of God so convenient for the people, you never give the opportunity for people to develop and grow. Because when you tell people, open to the book of Ephesians, they must be able to find where Ephesians is in the Bible. good message are you seeing it's a brand new difference the order of change the priesthood has changed we can no longer amen be, 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 be patting each other and be romancing the things of god and not wanting to enter that's the children of israel for 40 years 40 years roaming around the mountain but they cannot come to the hill of the lord so we're dealing with two theology of what the prophetic perspective is. And we, 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 we looked at Amen Isaiah 55, 8 to 9. God says, I've got a way, I've got a thought pattern, I've got you know, a standard of how I do my thing. Within that standard of life, there's a culture, there's a philosophy, there's a way to think. There's a way to relate, there's a way to communicate, there's a way to engage there's a way to war. If you need to war, all right. There's a way that we do business. There's a way we engage the marketplace. You've got to look at the, the complexity of the entire, you know, you know, life chain of the things of the spirit. He said, For my thought are not your thought, neither are your ways, my ways, declares the Lord, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher. Amen. So um, so excuse me, as a so are my ways, amen, higher than your ways and my thoughts 
than your thought. So we can see these are the two philosophies that defines amen, how we live life. Amen. There's something called the, the thought and the ways of God. And there's something called the thought and the ways of man. There's a way that seemeth right unto man. All right? That man does not necessarily mean you know, an, an ungodly you know, uh, uh, you know, man who doesn't know. No, that means that you know, the, the, there is a system that you're living life from all right? that is not sourced from the tree of life. There's a tree of life and then there's a tree of you know, the, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Those are the two orders. You understand this, friends? All right? we, can, we can live our entire life system from, this, from these two others. All right? The thoughts and the ways of God, the thoughts and the ways of men. And God says these two don't meet. They don't meet. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Yes. They, don't, they, don't, they do not meet. They don't, they don't you know, uh, uh, come together. No, no, no. You have to let go. That's why the Bible says let this mind be in you. In the mind, in the mind of Christ, you will find the ways of God there. In the mind of Christ, amen, you will find the thought of God there. Hallelujah. Yes. So when, when you do away with your own way, and all of that has to come via the cross. Via the cross. The cross is the meeting, is the melting point. The cross, the cross is the place where you switch from your own way to his way. Amen. So we've dealt with all this, and then I remember, you know, reading from my notes. I say many a times we 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 we, we deal with life, including spiritual things, from a remedial position, which does not help us at all, amen, to understand the whole eternal counsel of divine intention. I want you to note something. Some of the words that we are using, all right, they are they are they are used deliberately, all right divine intention like this word divine intention there's 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 something about yes the divine life but you you also need to understand the intention of that divine life all right we say when we lack a, when we lack a holistic you know panoramic view panoramic view means to be able to see the things they've got those uh, cameras right now uh, today that can you know that can take 360 degrees you know the camera can take it just goes it just goes like this all right you can see you see so you can see the whole image you can see the whole picture all right and if it's video of course you can turn the camera and you can see the whole thing all right that panoramic view amen of the things of the spirit demands that you have the nature amen of the cherubims the Bible talk about the cherubims that have eyes all around all right every aspect there's no aspect of their life amen that is disenfranchised all right you, you, you talk about, you know, a four-dimensional life, all right? You can see from this part, you can see from here, you can see from here, and you can see from the back, all right? You can see from the back, you can see from here, you can see from your left and right, and you can also see from the front. From the front. That's a beautiful concept, amen, of, you know, divine spiritual, you know, uh, uh, foundation. When we lack a holistic panoramic perspective of the Father's view, all right, let's, let's, let's continue. I'm just receiving a message. When we lack a holistic panoramic perspective of the Father's view, listen to this, in, 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 in how to approach life, including what is called the prophetic spirit or any, or any other ascended ministry gift, we automatically misdefine, we misdefine and misinterpret that heaven's intention. 
Did you get that? This is a beautiful thing. I, I'm going to share this note with us. When I'm done, I'm going to post this note you know, on my timeline so you can read it and maybe to maybe to make some of your make some of your some of your own notes amen and, and develop it all right when we lack a holistic panoramic all-round view amen a panoramic perspective of the father's view and uh, father's view and approach to life you see how god how god wants us to see life is different from how many of us are seeing life so when we lack that, amen, we, we misdefine and misinterpret heaven's intention. Then I went further. I'm still reading my note. While the prophetic, listen to this, while the prophetic, re remember, what, we're, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with, amen, the prophetic spirit. It's the prophetic spirit that leads us to understand, amen, the prophetic gifts and the prophetic office. When we, when we have a clear understanding of the prophetic spirit, which we say every one of us has got, you see, that's why I said, uh, Sister Tina, I, I love that, you know, message you sent to me. You see, what, what that brother was talking about, there is, you know, he, he's a prophet, of course, he's speaking. But he said, even this dimension of the prophet that I speak, he said, every, we all should have it. It's something every, every one of us should have. And this is basically what I've been teaching for, for a while now, how you and I can develop, amen. In fact, not just develop, first of all, to identify, to recognize, and then to develop it. We have to be able to develop, amen, that, that spiritual nature that is in us. Because by default, amen, God is spirit, right? We are spirit. But by also default, God is prophetic. He knows the future. He knows the past. He knows the beginning. He knows the end. We should be able to know the past. We should be able to understand the present. Amen. If we're walking with him, guess what? We should be able to see the future. Hallelujah. And let me balance what I've said. It doesn't mean that we know all things. But we have him. And he will reveal what he wants us to know at every given interval of our journey. I love that. I love that. I love that. Because some people, we, you know, are claiming to be God. Yeah, because we are, we are, we, you know, we're in the Lord. You know, we are, we are born of Jesus. Some say, no, we are of God. We are sons of God. Therefore, we are gods. No, we're making a mistake. We're not gods. He chooses to reveal to us what he wants us to know. If we are gods then you should be able to know all of the things happening in the planets. If we're gods, by now somebody should be able to give us, amen, the answer to this corona, if it's corona, whatever it is. So let's not make that, let's not become hyper-spiritual and try to play God. Because I see a lot of apostles doing that today. I know a lot of so-called apostles and prophets preaching that. We are gods, we are no gods. Man is not a god. When God said, I've made, Moses, I've made you a God to Pharaoh. That is in the context of the assignment, amen, of Moses to the house of Pharaoh and to Egypt. That doesn't apply to every one of us. So let's not quote scripture out of context. One of the things that I learned and I learned in Bible school and I've learned through other material, amen, is biblical interpretation. In fact, uh, two years ago when we did our school, I taught, I taught on biblical interpretation. Which is a big problem today in the body of Christ. We quote scripture out of context and we quote the intentions of God out of context. Man is no God. Man is made in the image of God and in his likeness. Amen. And God will express himself to the degree amen, that he will want. Or even to the degree the man opens himself up. There are realms and dimensions that we are yet to even begin to understand and comprehend about God. 
and his ways, even about our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you noticed that all of the people that walk with Jesus Christ in the in the in the uh, um, in his earthly ministry did not have an understanding of the ascended revelation of Jesus? In fact, the same John who walked with Jesus, who 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 laid Amen on his on his chest, who who, who knew a lot of things about him. Bible says when he saw Jesus in his, in his ascended full glory, he said, I, I fell at his feet as one dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's continue. While the prophetic seek to predict and to reveal what is ahead of us, yet if we learn what is called the more, the more excellent way by walking with God. Not only do we have the advantage of knowing what is ahead, but we shall also have the blessed privilege, amen, of abiding and residing, amen, in the presence of the Father that is within us. Beautiful. Let's, let's continue. To merely reduce the prophetic ministry to some end time antichrist futuristic event is to be deficient of the divine initiative of the father for creation it's a lot of people in this season in time they're afraid oh the devil end time and antichrist is taking over the world <laughs> antichrist has begun from the beginning in the garden and we're seeing amen is progressive development and impact in the earth all right anything that stands against the standards the values the the the, the, the principles of god the ways of god is antichrist john defines he said who is an antichrist all right so let, let's not allow some you know limited you know uh, you know a uh, 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 eschatological concept amen and theology you know of 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 you know of 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 the world amen limits our understanding you see the more we seek to know about the antichrist without the revelation of jesus christ well seated in our life the more we will be buffeted by fear because that's how the devil rules the devil rules by fear the fear of the unknown the antichrist is coming i said to some people a few days ago say what can be more even worse than you know some of the things that people are facing right now the whole world basically is almost like lockdown are this not supposed to be the beginning amen of of of, of the bat bank but even in that the lord hallelujah is going to use this i mean i can imagine the people living in the days of noah when judgment came and everything they've built, the ones that built their house on, you know, some high hill somewhere, you know, people, you know how people live their life. Some people are, have become so exclusive that they've gone to build their house on some hill, you know, powerful. Everything is there, security, you know, they've got everything. They, they've, 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 they've basically separate themselves from other people. Like people right now talking about Corona. Some people don't know what Corona is because, you know, they, they, they are prepared. Everything, yeah, yeah. They're completely secluded from the, the whole world. It's a helicopter that, that takes them to where they live. They fly in, they fly out via the helicopter. Food is there. Everything is there. So they don't know what's going on. I mean, somebody like, you know, if you ask me now, somebody like uh, uh, um, Bill Gates. Why will Bill Gates be talking about Corona, you know, being afraid, you know? Some people are like that. They, they, they seem, but guess what? In the day of God's judgment, I mean, yesterday we heard that the, the, the Prime Minister of Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of United Kingdom, all right, he, he's, caught the, he's caught the virus. 
Even though he says it's mild, but guess what? He, he caught it. You know, Prince Charles caught it. Caught, caught it. You know, this thing is touching everybody. You know, but the, the, that's not my point. My point is when when God's judgment you know begins to flow into the nations no matter how far you think you're built no matter how secure you think it may your life your house is all right that thing is going to touch you because you know people say ah, where's rain coming well rain began to fall and that thing continued first day second day they saw ah we can handle this ah we can still handle this we can still use a boat all right <laughs> the sixth day by by the seventh day they are realizing wait a minute what's going on you know after one week two weeks three weeks what's going on here 40 days and 40 nights nobody could escape then they discovered that even the rich can cry <laughs> all the banks swallowed up <laughs> everything swallowed up hospitals swallowed up no everybody was touched that's called divine equilibrium that is called reset nobody can hide a new day has dawned upon the earth a new order of life must emerge out of this. For those of us who will survive this, we can no longer, like I've been saying, we can no longer go back to the way we used to do things. In fact, if you go back to the way you used to do things, you, you're on your own because nobody's going to relate with you. They're just going to look at you and say, where are you from? Things have changed. And things will continue to change. So we have to understand. All right, the Bible says, "As it were in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the, in the days." So it's a progressive thing in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So if 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 you are living in the days of Noah, two things must happen: is either you are following the pattern of Noah's ark of building the ark, amen, or you're doing what the people of Noah's day were doing, buying and selling, all right, going after, you know, his commerce. You know, can you see what people are talking about right now? You see what America is saying? Oh, we have to, we have our economy must bounce back. That is all, you know, Donald Trump is saying. The economy, the economy. This is about the economy of God, Mr. Donald Trump. This is about the economy of God. This is this is this is about God bringing in a new order, a new heaven and a new earth. Amen. Is being ushered in. The kingdom of God is coming near us. We're feeling the impact and the footprint. Amen. Of the Lord walking again in His garden called the earth. Adam, where are you? You better be in the right place. So in this brand new day, we cannot afford, Amen, to just have sight in one area. Why the other side? They say, what's going on there? You say, I don't know. Of course, you can't know what is behind you because you can't see. And that's why we have to allow the Spirit of God to bring us to a place of divine spiritual elevation so they can begin to give us sight all around. Amen. To merely reduce the prophetic ministry to some end-time antichrist futuristic event is to, is to be deficient of the divine initiative of the, Father's, of, of the Father for creation and to... And to be incapable of understanding, amen, is redemptive and restorative objective. The future is, is a conclusive event in Christ's finished work. As we read in, in the account of the book of Revelation, not just as a pre predictive prophetic event, but as the revelation of the fruit of the work of redemption through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, which of course is defined in, in death. Amen. In burial. In crucifixion. In resurrection. All right. In, excuse me. In fact, in crucifixion, in death, in burial, in resurrection, and of course, in ascension. 
It is crucifixion. It is death. Is all of these are principles that allow us to continue to ascend into the divine place where we can function. Those who will refuse, those who will refuse and reject that finished work of the shed blood of Christ, Amen. Have a first and predictive and excuse me. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Let's leave this one. Let's let's move to the next reality. Let's move to the next reality of God's uh, uh, um, of this teaching. The present reference, the present reference and choice value of our lives, all right, will ultimately determine that 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 side to which Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is revealing to us today, particularly from the Book of Revelation. The book, listen to this. The, the, the book of Revelation is called the Revelation, amen, of Jesus Christ because it reveals the heart of Christ to us in such a way that we can have a clear, a robust, and a more, amen, a, a mature concept of what the prophetic ministry represents. Therefore, to narrow the prophetic to the unveiling of a future event is to limit the very essence of God's intention for giving us the prophetic gift. The gift of, G of the gift of our Lord Jesus Christ or the gift of the prophetic cannot just be reduced and be limited to something that we use, amen, to get healed, to get a miracle, to get a house, to get a car, to get a wife, to get a husband, to get a child, amen, or even to predict the future, all right? This is what is going to happen to you in the future. All of that is good, but that, amen, are all part of, amen, God's eternal intention for the prophetic because the essence of the prophetic is to be able to mature us to come to what you will call the fullness, the full mature order, amen, of God's prophetic intention for our life, which is to look like Jesus Christ. When we look like Jesus Christ in thought, in words, in deeds, in action, guess what? The the life, the light of God will flow through us and it's from that life or from that, you know, uh, uh, you know, light. It is the life that produces the life. That is, excuse me. It is the life of God that produces the life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. It is from the life that we're able to step into, amen, the light of God. The light, amen, allow us to be able to function in all the complex dimensions of the grace and the gifts of God. Amen. So if you want to be able to give a word of knowledge you want to give a word of wisdom you want to give a word of faith guess what because the life of god is in you that life is translated into into light and that light amen as as littered your entire life they will show you things they will reveal things to you but they will also give you utterance but not just that they will also give you the power to represent amen the things of god so you're not running after a gift. You're running after the entire spiritual development, amen, of a life in Christ, which is the right place, the right angle, amen, to flow and to function in divine representation. I think that is something that we have missed. That's the chasm. But if we get this right, amen, imagine if I'm walking in the life of God and I'm growing, amen, in his light because his light is, is ever increasing. The light of God, the, the light of God is ever increasing because the light of God in our life leads us to something. It's called the glory. Have you, under, have, have, have you not understood that glory, amen, is, is a dimension of light? The Bible says, amen, in him there are no variableness, amen, and there are no shadows of turning. 
Yes, when we step into Christ, all of the shadows in our life disappears. Everything that is tantamount to shadow disappear. Amen. Shadow. What do we well, what do we term as shadow? Shadow is that which amen we saw in the old covenant. And that's why I keep saying, friends, you I'm back to you know this point again. When we're dealing with the spirit of the prophetic. We cannot begin from Moses. Neither can we begin from, you know, almighty, you know, Elijah. We, no, no, no. Hallelujah. We cannot, we cannot reduce it to, amen, to Ezekiel. These are, these are people that we would dare not speak less of them. They are icons. But guess what? All of them are a part. They are a part, amen, of a revelation in Christ Jesus. Jesus, I, I still believe, I still believe without a shadow of doubt that we are yet to understand, to comprehend even the first day revelation of who Jesus is. And that's why we, we downplay, amen, this, the ministry of the ascended one, the ministry of the ascended Christ. Because, I mean, look at how, look at what the Bible said regarding John. They said all the prophet, amen, all the prophet, None is as great as John. You talk about all the prophets, all the prophets, all the prophets. None of them is as great as John. But John, amen, in his, in his prophetic activity, all right, if you have to weigh what John did, what John the Baptist did in his prophetic activity, amen, to compare to what those guys did, what Ezekiel, what Elijah did, what Jeremiah did, what Isaiah did, what in Nathan, all of them. If you put all of those things, amen, that you know that this guy did that all of them did and you compare and weigh to what john has done you ask yourself what did john do if, if this guy was just a cry was just a one cry i'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness no, there was no miracle in his in his in his giftings in his in his ministry you know what did he do i mean he was dressed with you know uh, a, a camel gedu he's eating wild honey and locusts and he's challenging you know uh, 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 you know you know the kings you know leaders of the earth i mean all of these guys also did the same so wh why will john be greater than all the prophets because John, hallelujah, was the bridge. Because John, amen, was the, was the gateway. John was the end, hallelujah, of that which culminates the old. John was the beginning. John was the kicking start. John was the starting point. But beyond, beyond that, John was the only one, hallelujah, who had sight into the coming Messiah. All of them have been prophesying about the coming Messiah. The, only John, hallelujah, saw, because John was a prophet. He was the only one that saw a, tomb, a man walking to, to him amen, at River Jordan, hallelujah. He said, behold the Lamb of God. Such a statement has never been made, amen, 400 years before. It is not the activity. There's a, word, there's, there's a word I'm looking for. It is not what we are able to do to show the world that qualifies, amen, our relevancy and our authenticity in terms of the prophetic ministry. It is the season of our functionality and our, and our obedience to what, amen, heaven, amen, has proclaimed. This is important. The ability to understand our season and to obey. John, John understood his season. He aligned with it. Amen. And he followed the intentions of God. And heaven proclaimed, proclaimed, proclaimed him as the, great, as the greatest of all the prophets. Yet the scripture said, 
John, as, as he was the greatest of all the prophets, he was the least. The, in fact, the Bible says the least in the kingdom is greater than John. <laughs> At this point, you should be scratching your head. That is to tell you that we are yet to understand what the kingdom is. If all of the things that we've just talked about reduce John, amen, <laughs> to the least, to a person in the kingdom, then there must be something else we don't understand yet. Yes. We've known religion and we have known church. We are yet to understand the kingdom. And if we can begin to really study and listen to Jesus as he deals with his disciples, the Bible says at his when he resurrects, he spends 40 days with his disciples teaching them about the things of the kingdom. If we can take time to study what the kingdom of God is, rather than just using the, the term kingdom, 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 and we're so blind to what that is. If we can take time to study and to understand what life is in the kingdom, our understanding about spirituality, particularly the prophetic, will accelerate. Those who have, who have learned of the wisdom to abide in Christ perpetually, will not only know what is about to happen, but will be prepared and be ready for the impact of such events, even when they occur. Guess what? The fact that we know something does not prevent the coming or the impact of that thing. It just means that we are, we are better prepared. We are better prepared. So, revelation of the things of God does not prevent the things from because that's another thing people think that because we have insight we have a revelation about something then we can prevent that thing no it doesn't mean that because whatever god will do he will do it just means that we have insight amen to better prepare that is one of the important things about the prophetic to prepare us just like you know these things that is happening today we've been talking we've been talking about this i've been preparing people for years i've been saying a day is going to come a time is going to come that there's going to be a lockdown and a shutdown and early this year we, we god gave us a word all right that this decade is going to be a decade of reset it's going to touch every aspect of human life reset i mean Things like that, we will assume that, okay, maybe that will happen the next, maybe three, four years. But less than three months. So, if we understand what the Spirit of God is saying, and we are aligning our heart, amen, to what God is saying, it better prepare us, amen, to connect to what the Spirit of God, amen, is demanding from us, so that we can be more effective, more effectual, and of course, more represent, representative of the things of the Spirit. Alright, that, that, that is that. <clears throat> Let's look at something else. I like this statement. Adam, outside our Lord Jesus Christ, Adam, outside our Lord Jesus Christ, was the most, was the most effective prophetic human who ever lived and walked the earth. And that was because Adam, amen, Adam's prophetic spirit was used, was mature and used, amen, in identifying, of course, the animals and he was able to name them. All right? But this is the most important thing. Adam, outside our Lord Jesus Christ, was the most amen, prophetic and effective human being. All right? whoever, whoever, whoever walked the earth. And that is because amen, he understood amen, his prophetic nature. 
He understood his prophetic identity. I hope you understand that nobody calls Adam a prophet. Nobody calls Adam an apostle. <laughs> nobody calls Adam, amen, you know, uh, uh, what now? A pastor. Nobody calls Adam, you know, a teacher. Yet Adam, hallelujah, was the most effective prophet on earth that ever walked the earth. Adam was the most effective, amen, uh, 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 apostle ever walked the earth. Right? Because the things of God, listen to this, the things of God, though they are given to us in dispensation, yet they live within the structures of our spirit. If we connect to the heart of God and allow the spirit of God, amen, to fine tune, to develop and fine tune our ability to hear and to see and to connect, amen, with the heart of God, guess what? We will function in the prophetic without even having a title of a prophet. Because it is not the fight that actually matters, amen. It is our ability to align and to function in obedience to what the Spirit of God demands and say. If we, if we didn't read the scripture, we will never know that somebody like, you know, like Daniel or, you know, uh, or, or David were a prophet. Yet the Bible called them a prophet. Are you getting the point? The point that I'm making is, Let's not make too, too much of a force of the title. Let's connect to the spirit. If you understand the spirit, you understand the nature. If you understand the nature, you understand the culture. If you understand the culture, you have amen, the modalities, you have the framework amen, of how to function within the scope amen, of that order of a life. Because listen to this, the prophetic is a life. It's not just about to function. It's a life. When you have the life and you walk in the light, amen, the gift will flow unsolicited. Because it will be God calling you, amen, to flow. It will be God calling you to represent him. That's what God does. God will wake me up, speak to me and say, this is what I want you to do. All right? And all of that, I've been doing all that before I, felt, before I realized one day, that, oh, this is a gift of the prophet. I didn't know that. I was just obeying God like I, I shared some time ago while I was in Bible school. I mean, I'm just praying. And then the Lord showed me things. And the Lord speaks to me about things, um, about my friends. And, and sometimes the Lord will say, I want you to travel down or go down. And I'll go, and I'll go there. I walk straight into this person's office. I said, well, I was praying. This is what the Lord, you know, I dropped in my heart. I felt I should come drop it. And this person started crying. I said, wow, this is, these are things I've been struggling with for the past three days. Or this is what I've been, uh, I'm done with my job. I'm gone back. I mean, I wasn't even looking at, oh, did they call this obedience? Obedience. You see, obedience will allow us to function in all the fivefold gifts. That's why I keep saying there's a realm beyond the gift. There's a realm beyond the title. All right? This is a day where the Lord, listen to this, the Bible says when the Lord, when our Lord Jesus Christ ascended on high, amen, he gave gift to men. The gift that he gave to men are coming back to him because all of these gifts are coming back to that place, to that river. The rivers are coming back, amen. The four heads of river are flowing back to their rightful place in him, in Christ, amen. That place of oneness is a place where we are able to function in all the grace, in all the giftings. It's a place of divine unity. It's a place of divine unism, hallelujah. One should prophesy, two should judge. We're coming back to that order. So it's not just about me being able to give a word or me being able to even perform a miracle. All of that are good, but that is secondary dimension. We're stepping into a more advanced, a more mature, you know, position of divine representation. And this is the place where the life of God, amen, takes over every faculty. Remember our definition again, all right? The life of God takes over every faculty of our existence and is from this position, amen, we're able to flow, hallelujah, in that dimension. I quickly want to just, you know, read that definition to you again. Listen to this. 
Listen to this. We're looking at the definition of what is called a prophetic spirit. Not a prophetic gift. Not a prophetic office. A prophetic spirit. The spirit must precede the gift. Hallelujah. The gift is what, hallelujah, gives precedent to the office. You cannot have an office without amen, a gift. The gift is your portfolio. The gift is what allows you, amen, to function. But guess what? The gift must surrender and submit to the structure, to the order, to the administration, amen, to the government of the kingdom called Alea, the spirit. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Then he anoints me. All right? You can't run with an anointing if the spirit of God, if the leadership, if the spirit of the Lordship of Christ, the sovereign nature of God, Alea, is not well seated to regulate your life. This is what is missing and this is what we are bringing back. So listen to this definition again. Amen. The primary definition of the prophetic spirit can be defined as the ongoing process of awakening the, 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 the sleeping faculties. Just like amen, our, you know, our biological faculties allow us to be effective in terms of our cognition. All right, the, the ability to be, you know, to be swift, you know, to be, you know, to be quick, to be able to reason, to be able to, you know, taste, you know, to, 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 to taste, to eat and taste. Hallelujah. That has to do with certain faculty. You understand? The ability to, you know, to hear has to do with certain faculty. The ability to walk, amen, and to keep a balance. The ability to run. The ability to, you know, to be flexible. All of this, the things that makes us human, amen, in terms of our biology, amen, dealt with, are dealing with certain faculty difficulties in us. All right? If something goes wrong, amen, in one of those chemistry, you're going to find yourself, amen, you know, doing dysfunctional things. You understand? As, it, as, 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 as we understand the complexity of biology or we understand the complexity, amen, of psychology, so are the complexity of our spirituality. Spirituality has got you know, layers upon layers upon layers upon layers upon layers upon layers, amen, of faculties and, and dimensions of existence that we must know. They are called the ways of God, the things of the spirit. That's why Paul prayed. He said, he said to the Ephesians, he said, I pray. Let's read that scripture again. I'm going to come back to the definition, but the Lord is speaking to us. Come on. Let's look at this quickly. I'm, I'm, I'm about to round up right now. Please don't mind me. I know I'm a bit fast. God help me. All right. He said, I'm asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give to you a spirit of wisdom. So wisdom is a spirit. Wisdom is not the ability to sit down somewhere and, you know, you begin to crack your head or you, because you acquire certain knowledge via information that you, you, you get from certain book. No, wisdom is a divine impartation that comes, amen, via what is called the Spirit of God. He said, I pray that the Spirit, the Spirit, if it's a Spirit, amen, it has a source, amen. That source is what defines the character, the nature, amen, the, the, the objective of what that thing births. Because, you know, you can function in a Spirit that is a different spirit you can function in a wisdom that is that is from a different source yes there are two kinds of wisdom all right there's a wisdom that is of the earth there's a wisdom that comes from above and that wisdom that comes from above the bible say is false amen a, 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 a humble it's an humble thing amen it, it, it brings certain character it brings certain dimension of heaven into your space into your life so for somebody to be given a word of knowledge but the person is is very pompous the person is doing it with all sense of yes i know it better than you because because that's what we see, all right. Some of us who, who, who preached, you know, revelation and spiritual things, you can see pride, and Bible says 
pride goes before a fall. So you, 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 can, you can have a knowledge and yet you are expressing the things of God. But that knowledge, in fact, is, is digging your grave because that knowledge has not been mirrored, has not been built, amen, with humility. The spirit of the Lord is what governs and defines how we function in the anointing. Of God, yes, we want to we want to be able to minister, Amen, to the blind. We want to we want to be able to minister to the poor. We want to be able to open the door, Amen, to those that are in prison. All of that, the poor, you know, you know, excuse me, that Jesus talked about in 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 Luke four eighteen. They, they are powerful ministry, but guess what? They must sit under. They must function under the government of God, which is referred to as the government of the kingdom. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. That upon me means it regulates you. It regulates you. It controls you. It defines you. They tell you, sit, you sit. They say, stand, you stand. They say, run, you run. They say, run, come. You run and you come. You don't run and continue to run. <laughs> the same spirit that says, Adam, take, excuse me, Abraham, take your son to the mountain. Go sacrifice him. As Abraham took his knife, God says, stop. He stopped. You can't say, no, no, no. I've heard once. I must, uh, once has the Lord spoken, twice have I heard. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You've got to understand the context of the speakings of God. You've got to walk earlier in the path of the directions of God at every interval. Because God can tell you, do something. The next minute, he changes his mind. He said, stop. Don't do it. Obedience is the key. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Not in the knowledge of people. Come on, stop, stop seeking to want to know things. And I'm messing up your tradition and your understanding about the prophetic. Yes, because listen to this. We want to know things, but yet we have not known him. <laughs> we want to know things, but we, have, we are yet to know him. We want to know the future, but we, have, we are yet to know him that is called the future. We want to know tomorrow, but we are yet to know Jesus Christ. Come on. We want to understand things. We want to understand events, but we are, we are yet to know Jesus. Don't you understand that it's in Christ that we are able to understand how things pans out? Friends, it's becoming clearer to us. Because in this day, we cannot afford another mistake. We cannot afford another 10, 20 years of hocus pocus. We cannot afford another 10, 20, 15 years, amen, of, of building the wrong thing, of building on a sinking sand. No, not in this brand new day. Friends, while, while I was preparing myself to come, the Lord spoke expressly to my spirit. I hear a lot of, uh, this scripture has been rounding, you know, the, the social media. They say in this season, you must bury your head. You must go hide. There's a, that, that scripture in Isaiah, all right? You know, go hide, 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 hide in the cave. Hide somewhere until this, you know, this siege is over. And the Lord said to me, this is not the time for you to hide. It's time for you to stand out. It's time for you to come out. Because while people are hiding, they need the voice of a prophet. Remember the scripture we've been using in our prayer time, all right? watchman what is left of the night if the watchman is not positioned listen the watchman cannot be in hiding why people are waiting for him to give them insight and direction regarding what is happening imagine me as a watchman now they say corona i'm, go I'm going to hide somewhere no this is the time to raise my to raise the voice this is the time to stand at the tower hallelujah and give clarity and give prophetic perspective to what is happening globally so this is not the time for true prophets to hide. It's time for us. You see, true prophets for a season have been in hiding. We've been hiding. We've been hiding because of all the crazy, crazy things that have been happening. In fact, when you say you're a prophet, people, people are almost ready to stone you. 
We've been hiding. But this is this is the day where the true prophet now are ready to stand and begin to speak. It's our time to stand up. It's our day, hallelujah, to emerge, to stand out. Amen. To, that's what happened in the days, amen, of, 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 of the church in the beginning. Remember, they said they, they were all in hiding. They were all in the upper room somewhere, somewhere. Nobody knows what, what, what they were doing. Amen. Marketing. Everything was going on rowdy, rowdy in Jerusalem. Amen. Suddenly, the Spirit of God hit the place. <laughs> Things start happening. Prophecy. People start speaking in tongues. Prophecies start happening. People look at them and say, these guys must be, they must be dead drunk at the night hour. What kind of guys are you? The same guy that was timid and afraid. The same guy who denied him. But this time around, something has happened in his life. Peter stood up and said, ah, they were not drunk. This is the night hour. No, no, no. What you're seeing is that which has been prophesied by Joel. That in the last day, that was the beginning. That in the last day, God will pour out. What you're seeing is a manifestation of the act pouring of the spirit somebody had to give clarity direction and precision regarding what was happening because listen to this if we don't give clarity and precision amen listen to this listen to this somebody will misinterpret what is happening the devil will give the people a wrong a wrong understanding a wrong direction hallelujah and we will miss this time another 10 20 years will go down the drain this is the time if you want that has been calling to the prophetic ministry this is the time where you ask the lord lord give me a platform lord give me a voice god position me to speak come on and you can start you know in your own little area you don't have to have a big church no no, no. in fact the lord is de-emphasizing the big church god is saying rise up position yourself amen where the path meet amen it's called the new day concept of church hallelujah wisdom is building a house and wisdom has positioned herself amen where the path meets there's a divine there's a divine orchestration taking place in the spirit that the lord of our father jesus christ may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that's what stayed this 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 emphasis in the knowledge of him in the knowledge of him when we begin to know christ amen within the crisis we will have understanding we will know what to do we will know how to lead the people we will know how to you know cushion amen the, the, the pain we will know how to keep the people we will know how to protect our home our family hallelujah we will know how to rise up we will know how to engage and i told you you know, earlier I, I gave you uh, an under, a vision. I, I was trying to explain a vision that I had, you know, over the night. How, you know, in the midst of a commotion. Of course, I didn't tell you about what was going on. I was in a, I was in a place. I don't know where the place was, but the whole place was rowdy, rowdy, and they were shooting, shooting all over the place like they were killing people. And, you know, while I was there, it, it seemed I was in Nigeria because that scene seemed as if I was in Nigeria. But then it looks as if I was in South Africa. And then it's like I'm in some, some other place. So this must be something that all right, is, is global. All right? Maybe we can relate this to the corona. But, but, you know, while I was there, I was in a particular place in Nigeria. And, you know, somebody, you know, was just, just I mean, they were shooting all over the place. And this person took a gun and just gave me paw, paw and shot me by the chest. And I scream, I say, why? I've been shot, I've been shot, I've been shot. Somebody help, I've been shot, I've been shot. While I was crying, you know, everybody was busy running around. The whole place was like, you know, like a madhouse. There was commotion all over the place. And I'm trying to get, a, you know, somebody to assist me. And so I saw this taxi. I could still remember, it's a yellow taxi. I mean, that's one of the reasons I know maybe this was Nigeria. And I could still recognize certain place. So, I, I, you know, I, I, I beckoned on this taxi. Wait, 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 wait. This man carried me. As he drove me, suddenly it's like we're in South Africa again. 
you know and i'm wondering so i'm like okay somebody help me it's like he took me to somewhere you know where i'm supposed to be getting you know like a treatment and no, nobody everybody is like there was the commotion was still there nobody was just assisting me and i heard a voice that said to me hey be quiet now watch the salvation of your god this thing is going to melt in you so i'm still trying to feel i'm still, and this spirit just rise on the inside of me and i just found myself start praying and i could feel myself you know you know in, in, in you know being partially awake you know feeling my chest you know, I was actually feeling my chest. And I was praying and seeking the Lord. I'm like, God, what is this? And, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand what that meant. But while I was just having my bath coming for this session, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me in the bathroom. He says, there is a war going on right now to, to stop, to kill the prophets. There is a war going on right now to, to stop and to kill the prophet." And I said, but what does that mean? He said, because only the prophets can give perspective to what is going on right now. That what is going on right now is beyond just the corona, all of this that is happening. And so that message, you know, my, my dear sister Tina, you sent to me, that was also a confirmation. All right. So I'm like, Lord, okay, so this is becoming more clearer. He said, this is the time for you to rise up. Do not be afraid of their face. Stand and challenge. So I'm beginning to think, all right, so God, you're saying something. There is a war going on in the spirit right now over the soul of the nations. And this is the reason why when I, you know, when th this morning I began to challenge, you know, that spirit that was, you know, trying to mimic and, you know, and frustrate what we're doing this morning. And I began to challenge that spirit, all right, from India, all right, and, and from, you know, the, the Far East. And, and I just felt, you know, a presence. Friends, some things are happening that we cannot see with our two naked eyes, but we need to position ourselves. We need to, listen to this, if you are not prayerful in this season in time, then something is wrong. You've got to go into the closet and pray. This is the time where you need to pray, but not just, God, keep me. God, no, no, no. You need to pray for a strong spirit. You need to pray for boldness. You need to, you, 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 you need to be vexed in the spirit. You need to pray, God, I want to take my place because, of course, we're coming out of this but when we come out of this that is when we're actually going to see the impact hallelujah listen friends we you need to prepare yourself you need to engage hallelujah the spirit of truth you need to you need to undress yourself amen and begin to allow the spirit of god amen to reclothe you amen in humility with boldness in humility with the grace to stand he said you will stand and yet prophesy again because this is the time where my spirit is moving this is the hour where i am building my people again i am us in my house with grace and glory i am empowering my people with a new voice with a new word they will go forth and speak like they've never spoken before a new order of people will emerge who will carry forth the essence of my glory and show forth my praise amidst the battle of the day so do not be afraid rather stand in faith and continue to press into the reality of that which i am bringing you into it's a brand new day and you will see the salvation of your god fear not but stand and proclaim my glory and righteousness. It's happening, friends. It's happening. It's happening. Father, we bless your name. We glorify you. We bless you. We honor you. We lift your name on high. We declare that it's none like you. Lord, you reign on high. We celebrate this brand new day. Hallelujah. 
And so we say the primary definition of the prophetic spirit can be defined as the ongoing process of awakening the sleeping faculties of the redeemed man, which introduces him to the core footing and framework of divine interaction within the life and the things of the kingdom in a manner that makes his ability to represent heaven amen, more effective and more productive. All right, so that is where we are. That's that's where the spirit of the Lord, Amen, is leading us into, and we've dealt with the concept, Amen, of the through theology of pro prophetic perspective. We've continued to deal with that, and uh, something else I, I want to quickly deal with. Yesterday we talked about the three-dimensional lens view, Amen, of the prophetic. I don't want to go back into that. Now, let's let's deal with the lower understanding of the prophetic. And I'm going to round up from here. Let's deal with what is called the lower understanding of the prophetic. Unfortunately, now let me quickly read from my note. Unfortunately, the, the least spiritual person. The, the least spiritual person. Or the spiritually carnal or immature sees and view the things of God, including the concept of the prophetic, from a shallow realm of existence, which, amen, which sources his understanding and wisdom from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I've seen a lot of books, all right, written on the prophetic from this perspective, where their idea of the prophetic and the ministry and the gift and even the office, amen, are, are, are drawn from a remedial, from, you know, just the Old Testament position. Now, if you want to understand the accuracy of God's plans and purpose, you cannot start from the law. You cannot start from Moses. You cannot. All right. You, 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 you can, you must start amen, from the ascended position. In fact, if you want to understand, you know, what the prophetic life is, amen, you've got to study Jesus, just like we've said. But then you have to go to the book of Revelation and begin to have insight into certain characters and nature. Then, like I said earlier on amen, in our first session, all right, that Moses, Ezekiel, Daniel and all of these people are parts. They are all building blocks, all right, in the structure of the house of God. Moses is Moses is a house, amen. Every house is built by a man, but God is the builder of all things. Yes, Moses is a house that we've got to understand, but Moses is not the house, all right. The house is 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 the full reality of what the prophetic is. So if you're studying Moses, all right, or you're all you're doing, or all you are resource resourcing amen is from the book of uh, of the law you're not going to get a well mature spiritual definition or understanding of the prophetic but of course that's where many people okay are drawing and therefore by the time they come to jesus christ the new testament they're already confused amen any theology that is not defined any theology that is not defined by the doctrine of the spirit of life in christ amen is stained, stained and limited to the individual definition and experience of spiritual things, which is often inaccurate. The truth is many aspects of how we see and interact with divine things is still very much influenced by the environmental theology we have been raised and shaped by. That's a powerful you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, statement, all right? The theology all right, that shapes and define you know, how we look at the things of God are often shaped amen, by the environmental theology 
amen, that we grew up and we've dealt with this. This is important that we do not allow how we look at life and how we look at the things of the spirit, even including our own life, amen, to be shaped by the general belief, the general population, amen, because every, every environment has got its own spiritual culture. All right? There's a spiritual culture that defines how South Africans look and engage the things of God. There's a spiritual culture that defines how Nigerians, how Ghanaians, all right? Okay, let's say maybe West Africa, you know, you know, South, Southern Africa, Eastern Africa, all of these regions within the continent, you will see that they have their own unique way of looking at the things of God, engaging the things of God, which might not necessarily represent you know, the, 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 the desire of God. And all of this we will tell they're going to church. The, the reason is because, amen, their spirituality has been, cult, has, been, has been captured by the spiritual climate, by the spiritual climate of their environment. And this is what really brings division, amen, to the, 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 the idea of what God has called us to build, all right? The division is because we've allowed, we, in fact, in most cases, we, we, we never really get to separate Amen. Uh, you know the environment, amen, of 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 where we're coming from, you know, to the new environment that we have come into in Christ Jesus. So what we do is we import who we are and where we're coming from to the things of God. All right. So we, all we have is a mixture. Now, when you have a mixture of the things of God, you never arrive to amen to that divine intention of God's counsel and plan, and that is something that needs to be corrected and needs to be changed. All right, you don't want to have what I call environmental Christianity. All right, our our sense of spirituality or Christianity has to be sourced purely from the Word of God. And when I say from the Word of God, I am not referring to the Judea, you know, uh, uh, idea of of Christianity. All right, because that's what we're seeing today. That is being pro projected, all right. A lot of people are becoming more, more, more of you know, uh, 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 um, more of a Jew than than Christians, all right. We have more people becoming more, more, more of a Jew, all right. They, they have, their tradition is going back to you know to the law. We're going back to all right. The, you know the idea of the Torah, all right. People are going back to how the Jew pray. You know they're going back to using the shawl. They're going back to all of those traditions, all right. And Jesus said those things are over. In fact, when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says he rent the temple. The, you know the the veil in the temple to two. You understand, but people today, Christian, particularly here in South Africa, they are running back to amen Judaism. Judaism is not Christianity. That has to be clear. All right, we, we, and we've got to understand that even right now in Jerusalem, there are those who are into the Masonic, you know, uh, 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 theology, and that Masonic theology is bringing them, bringing them out of the, you know, the Jewish tradition into the nature and the culture of Christ. All right, yes, Jesus was born in Jerusalem. Yes, Jesus grew in in, uh, uh, in Israel. Yes, Jesus, earlier, you know, because. All of the things that God does, amen, must be done from a location that we can trace. But that doesn't mean that that location defines, amen, and, 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 and influences such that, amen, when we want to understand the things of God, amen, our environment then limits how we connect. This is the problem. That the nation of God, amen, is one. And who defines that nation is a person and not the tradition, not the culture, amen. The culture of the kingdom is a person, amen. The tradition of the kingdom of God is Christ, amen. It's not Judaism, amen. It's not, it's not, it's not the traditions of men, no. All of that 
has been dealt with. Jesus said it is finished. So we've got to understand life from this new order that is Christ Jesus. Or else our, our influence and definition of spiritual things will constantly and continually be merged and be reduced and be limited by the traditions of men. And some of those traditions are good, but they are not just perfect to bring us to the day of the Lord. Father, we want to thank you once again for this beautiful sessions that we have heard in you. Thank you for your will and your counsel. This, these words, oh God, are so profound. They're bringing us to a point where we'll have to confront things that we have refused to confront. This, this truth is bringing us to a point where we'll have to deal with things that we have pushed aside. Yes, and we'll continue to talk about these things and deal with them no matter how they sound unpopular because indeed you're coming for a glorious church. Your church is one regardless of the tradition, regardless of the culture, regardless of the location and the nationality. No, you are building one church. If any man be in Christ, Christ is the gateway and is the definition of our new culture. Yes, Father. You said if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away. You said, behold, all things have become new. We thank you this day. We glorify your name that your will and purpose, your counsel will continue to prosper in our hand. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Well, we've come to the end of this 14th session of our training on understanding the prophetic spirit. Amen. And its functionality. Thank you so much everyone for connecting this afternoon with us. I pray that the Lord will continue to resource us and keep us, amen, and give us the grace and strength to represent his intention in this brand new day. Thank you so very much everyone for connecting. Thank you so much Sister Tina uh, and Sister uh, uh, Gina, amen, Lian, thank you so much. All right. Uh, I, I see another person in your lap. Thank you so much for connecting with us brother steve thank you for connecting my dear sister navida thank you for connecting also all right uh brother redrick thank you redrick sorry for connecting all right uh, brother derek thank you sister dioni thank you thank you everyone and those that i have not seen to mention their name please I appreciate every one of you honor and celebrate every one of you god bless you thank you i'll see you again tomorrow by god's grace keep praying keep seeking the face of god all right and um yes tomorrow tomorrow i'm supposed to be somewhere all right i'll let you know god bless you bye-bye